1: Hello and welcome to Trash Talk with TK. I am your host, TK Tom Kelly. In this episode, we'll be talking a little bit about the Sixers as they head into the offseason and their pursuit of a superstar and who I would prefer that superstar to be. What I think they should do in the next couple months because I think it's vitally important for them, not just for next year, but really the f- next uh, five to 10 years. We'll uh, look at the rest of the NBA playoffs, conference finals, finals game one yesterday. Western Conference gets started Monday night. And we'll also talk about the big news breaking Monday morning, sports gambling legalized and how that could impact sports in general. So there are the topics we'll dive into throughout this episode of Trash Talk with TK. Let's go. So as we all know, the Sixers season came to a disappointing unceremonious end last week in Boston as they dropped the series in five to the Celtics. And to recap that series, I think we all kind of got ahead of ourselves, not just in Philadelphia, but nationally. People looking at the Sixers, everybody jumped on the Sixers bandwagon. Everybody started to think when... The Cavaliers are being pushed by Indiana. They look susceptible. Boston going to seven games with Milwaukee. Everybody thought the Sixers looked like that team that was going to make a run to the finals this year. And nobody believed in Toronto. I think everybody kind of got ahead of themselves. And you saw the value of experience, not just on the court, but on a coaching staff. I mean, Brett Brown has coaching experience, but it's as an assistant coach. And it was a long time ago. You know, he's never done this as a head coach. You go up against a guy like Brad Stevens, who's done it the last several years, was in an Eastern Conference Finals that year. Same thing with a lot of players on the court. And, you know, when we talk about the experience thing, a lot of people say, oh, well, Jalen Brown's not that experienced either. No, but he did play in the playoffs last season. He did play in an Eastern Conference last season. And that experience is incredibly valuable. Is it disappointing the Sixers were not able to at least push that series further and they lost in five games? Of course it was. Of course it was. I still think, roster-wise, talent-wise, the Sixers were the more talented team. I still think long-term, there's no doubt in my mind, you just look at the guys who were on the court in that series, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are far away the two best players on the floor. But that doesn't always add up to to wins. It just doesn't. And I think you saw the experience factor play a big role in that series. Brett Brown, who coached a hell of a season, had a bad series. I think anybody would you know, anybody who's being objective would tell you that. Even you're if you're a big Brett Brown supporter, he didn't coach well. He didn't have good series. He didn't make the adjustments, he didn't He didn't make the adjustments that he needed to make. And when he did make the adjustments, he made them too late. Robert Covington should have had his minutes cut in, you know, game three. Justin Anderson should have gotten time earlier. He gave you a spark against Miami. Maybe he could have done the same thing against Boston. You know, the timeout situation in game two, did that cost the Sixers game two? No. I think it's kind of ridiculous, as Brett Brown said in his in his exit presser, that it's unfair to say that that cost him the game. I'd agree with that, but it doesn't, you know, d- defeat the, the fact that he should have called a timeout in that spot. Did it contribute? Yeah. Was it the reason? No. So Brett Brown made some mistakes. Hopefully he'll learn from it. He'll come back better next year. And I think the Sixers will come back stronger next year. They will learn from this. This is, and this is what people need to understand, is it would have been almost unprecedented for a team of that experience level to even get to a conference final. It's never happened before. You see this any team, any era, any player, they go through playoff struggles before it finally clicks. I mean, Michael Jordan had playoff struggles. LeBron James had playoff struggles to the point where he left Cleveland. The Warriors... Yeah, they changed coaches, but when they were under Mark Jackson, they couldn't break through in the postseason for, for for a few years before Steve Kerr came in, and then they were finally able to become the juggernaut that they become now, even before signing Kevin Durant. So this is not uncommon, even for great teams, to go through these, these losing playoff series to learn and it makes them better going forward you've seen it time and time again so long term no I'm not concerned about the Sixers they're going to be fine Joel Embiid will be fine Ben Simmons will be fine Markel Fultz I don't know if he'll be fine I hope he'll be fine but this team's future is still incredibly bright and it's important to keep things in perspective you know yeah the end was disappointing because our expectations got adjusted based on that long winning streak at the end of the season and the way this team was playing. But, you know, you go back over, you say, hey, if somebody would have told you this team would win 52 games, be a three seed in the East, win a playoff series, go out in the second round, anybody would have taken that. It doesn't mean you can't be disappointed. I'm, I, I am disappointed. But are to keep things in perspective. It doesn't excuse the loss. It doesn't excuse the fact that The Sixers, even though I do think this is a valuable experience and this isn't uncommon, it is frustrating because it is easily a series they could have won. They lost a series in five, but three of the four games they lost were imminently winnable. Game two, game three, game five, all incredibly winnable games for the Sixers. And a tough way to end the season. Now we focus on where we go from here in the offseason, and it is a critical one. Probably the most critical Sixers offseason in of my lifetime. I was born in 87. This team has only been to one final in my lifetime. And that was the year they went to the the uh, NBA Finals with AI in uh, 2001 and lost the Lakers. And this is the most critical offseason I've ever seen them go into. When you're going into an offseason and you were a legit spot for LeBron James, for potentially... Dealing for Kawhi Leonard, who I think is the third best player in the league when healthy behind LeBron and Kevin Durant. And it's been debated, I've talked about it a lot on my show this past weekend on 94WIP, is um, who would you rather have? Where do you want the Sixers to focus their energy primarily in this offseason? Who would you like to see them focus on? Do you want them to put the full court press on LeBron? Or do you want them to call San Antonio and explore a trade for Kawhi Leonard? And it's a very interesting situation. I personally, as much as I love LeBron James, I think he's the second best player of all time. Uh, And, you know, you can very easily argue that he's better than Michael Jordan. And, you know, numbers will back you up. Really, the only thing that doesn't back you up is championships. But other than that, everything says LeBron. And that argument is totally valid. But, as much as I love LeBron, long-term for the six or team, this situation, the better option is to try to make a deal with San Antonio and bring Kawhi Leonard to Philadelphia. The reason is, you know, as as much as LeBron year after year defies logic and defies father time and continues to seemingly get better as he ages. As he says, he ages like a fine wine. You can't really dispute it. But at some point, you know, history tells you that he's going to decline, whether it be precipitously or or slightly and steadily. And you have a guy in Kawhi Leonard, 26 years old. This guy is in his prime. Missed all of this this past season with the quad injury, which, you know, there's a lot surrounding that, whether he's really hurt, whether he just wants out of San Antonio. I lean toward, I think he just kind of wants out of San Antonio. I don't think he gets the respect. I don't think he th- believes that he gets the respect he deserves there, that, you know, even though they're a big-time franchise in the NBA, a smaller market, that team's kind of built off the mantra of team, You know, nobody's the star. Even Tim Duncan never really got, I I think, the recognition he deserved down there. And I think Kawhi Leonard sees that kind of stuff. And he doesn't feel like he's been marketed as prominently or as well as some of the other NBA stars. like LeBron. And I think he wants to get to a bigger market. I think that's a lot of the reason he sat out all season. And I think he'd be fine if you brought him to Philadelphia. And just from a skill set perspective. You put Kawhi Leonard with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, there couldn't be a more perfect fit. There couldn't be a more perfect fit for what Ben Simmons does, what Joel Embiid does. To slide Kawhi Leonard in there, his skill set complements those guys perfectly. He can do it all. Wing defender. who I mean, possibly the best defender on the perimeter in the NBA. Offensively, can shoot, can cut. I mean, the the points that Kawhi Leonard would get cutting to the basket with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid being the elite passers that they are, I mean, it would be very exciting to see this offense work and to see this team work with Kawhi Leonard. Now, at the same time, I think you do a lot of those same things if you sign LeBron, and if the Sixers sign LeBron, I am not going to be disappointed. I'm just thinking more long term for the long term future. Having Kawhi Leonard, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid here for the next five to ten years—I mean, you're talking about a—you're di- talking about becoming the Golden State Warriors, Golden State East. Now, the question with Kawhi is, what would you need to give up? And I don't—I don't know. I don't know if the Sixers have the assets to give up. And a lot of that's thanks to the Brian Colangelo and the move up for Markel Fultz, which could continue to haunt this franchise for years to come. Because any deal with Kawhi, I think Dario's gone. Markel Fultz is gone. And then, you know, Picks or Robert Covington, I'm not sure what else you'd need to throw in there. But they'd be the two primary pieces. But I don't know what kind of value Fultz has right now. One of the scarier things for me when looking at... If you want to trade for Kawhi Leonard, possibly trading for Kawhi Leonard, is I think Boston's also going to be in that mix as well. And thanks to the Markel Fultz trade, Boston has more to offer than you do. Jason Tatum, a valuable trade chip, potentially his value is higher than Markel Fultz's right now. Assuming the Lakers' pick falls around ten Tuesday night at the lottery, which it it likely will. The Sixers will surrender next year's Sacramento Kings unprotected pick, which is an incredibly valuable pick, to the Celtics. They could use that in a deal. The Celtics could, you know, look to trade Kyrie Irving. Who knows? But the two of those assets in that pick, that Kings pick, and Jason Tatum, which the Celtics kind of got via that trade from Margo Fultz. The Kings pick really what they got in the trade, it hurts you because if you had that pick, that would be such a valuable asset right now to go and offer if your goal is to go get Kawhi Leonard. And Brian Colangelo, I'll tell you what, he better pray that Markel Fultz turns it around. He better pray that Markel Fultz figures it out or that he can flip him for Kawhi or for a superstar. Or else this will follow him around for a long time. It killed... It killed everybody to see Jason Tatum out there torching the Sixers. Absolutely torching him while Markel Fultz can't get off the bench. And it was an absolute killer. And Markel Fultz, whether you trade him or not, if he's back, you better pray he turns it around. But it's a critical offseason for the Sixers. They need to add super a superstar talent. They need to. This opportunity does not come around that often. People say you can wait till next year. Yeah, maybe you can. But what if Joel B gets hurt again? You're not as attractive a destination anymore. The Sixers need to take advantage of where they are and take advantage of it right now and bring in another star player to put on this roster and to make a run for this thing next year. They need to. If they don't, I'm telling you, they could miss a golden opportunity. Whether it's Kawhi, whether it's LeBron, I would love either one of them. My preference, as I said, would be to trade for Kawhi, but I'm not going to be crying if LeBron James comes here. I love LeBron James. And if LeBron came here, uh, it would be amazing next year. It would be absolutely amazing. That's my take on the Sixers offseason. Now we'll talk a little bit about the NBA playoffs and how I see the uh, conference finals going this round. So NBA playoffs conference finals get started on um, Sunday, and the Boston Celtics just destroy the Cavs by 25 points in game one. And, you know, we talked a little bit last uh segment here about the Celtics and them kind of being maybe a less than a less talented team, but maybe we gotta start taking them a little more seriously in general. I mean, yeah, LeBron is really all Cleveland has right now. They don't have much of a team. Kevin Love's not what he used to be. J.R. Smith, Kyle Korver, he's doing it with these role players to like, sweep Toronto. But the Celtics just destroyed them yesterday. And maybe it's time to think the Celtics are for real and can actually win this series. I mean, going into it, I picked the Cavs in six. I still would lean toward the Cavs winning this series just because they have LeBron. And I'm just not going to pick against LeBron. But... That was impressive with what Boston did yesterday, and they're obviously just really clicking right now on both ends of the floor, especially offensively. They just operate at such an efficient pace, and you got to give a lot of credit, as we talked about, to the coach, Brad Stevens. This guy's really good. He, he really puts his players in, in, a, in the best type of position to succeed. And he's getting the most out of guys like Brown and Tatum and Horford and even a guy like Aaron Baines, you know, he, he's getting the most out of these players. Marcus Morris. And I don't think I I've heard a lot of people say that if the Sixers want LeBron, that it's better for Cleveland to lose the series. I'd agree with that. I don't think it's necessary. Because, you know, people. some people say, oh, well, if LeBron goes back to the finals, he might just stay in Cleveland. I don't think that's the case. Because for LeBron, it's not about winning Eastern Conference Finals. He always wins the Eastern Conference Finals. He didn't care about that. If he leaves Cleveland, it's because he wants a chance to win an NBA title. And if he goes back to the finals with the Cavs and gets swept out by Golden State, you know, that's not going to change his mind. He's not, you know, he, he knows that team's not that good and Cleveland doesn't have that many resources to improve their roster. So I don't think it's, it's necessary for Cleveland to lose for LeBron to leave, but I do think it would help. I mean, if Cleveland goes out and gets embarrassed by Boston, there's no way he's going to stay. There's no way he's going to stay there. So as tough as it is, we're going to have to root for the Boston Celtics. We are. I mean, the best thing possible is for Cleveland to get completely embarrassed and annihilated by the Celtics. Then there's no way he's going to stay. If they lose a tough series, maybe they can convince him. Maybe they can still be in the mix. But if they get embarrassed, he he's not staying in Cleveland. You can take that to the bank right now. So, I still think the Cavs win. I'm still not picking against LeBron. But do I have doubts after watching game one? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know how you couldn't. Boston's really clicking right now, and they're a lot better than any of us gave gave them credit for. I thought the Sixers were going to annihilate the Celtics. So did everybody. But I underrated the talent on that team. Rogier's really good. Tatum's really good. Brown and Horford are playing uh, above their heads right now. And, yeah, I'm interested in Game 2 on Tuesday night. It's a really big game for Cleveland. If Boston can go up 2-0... Boston undefeated at home in the playoffs, if they can continue that, win game two, and go back to Cleveland up to, whoa, the Cavs are in trouble. So it'll be interesting to see. As of now, I'll stick with Cleveland, but Boston certainly, certainly is giving me doubts in that. And in the Western Conference, game one tonight, between the Warriors and the Rockets, and this is an interesting series. This series has really been previewed all year. Everybody's saying, this is the de facto NBA Finals. And Houston getting a lot of respect coming into this series. They have home court. I'm sorry. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I know a lot of people are. I know a lot of people are on Houston right now. I'm sorry. I'm not falling into the trap. I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. The Golden State Warriors, as constructed, they were one of the best teams I've ever seen before signing Kevin Durant. Since signing Kevin Durant, they are the best team in the history of basketball in my opinion. The way they play, as as frustrating as it is having a team that's this dominant, I love watching the Golden State Warriors play. It's like they, you know, it's like they're like the DeFi- the Da Vinci of the NBA. I mean, they're amazing. They play such a beautiful, unselfish brand of basketball. And, yeah, they've had a few struggles throughout the course of the year, but, you know, Steph Curry was hurt. Klay Thompson was banged up. They're back to full strength now. Curry's back. Durant's there. Klay's there. Draymond Green. And I think they're as strong as ever. I think they're going to beat Houston. I do think it might take them six games. Houston might get a game or two down there. But I, I'm i not buying the Rockets. I'm sorry. I'm not a James Harden guy. I'm not a Chris Paul guy. I don't like these guys. I, I don't know. There's something about them that rubs me the wrong way. I hate watching James Harden play basketball. It's isolation, isolation, isolation. Step back three, dive into a guy, hope you get a foul call, and he usually. I mean, James Harden Harden's very good at drawing fouls, but I hate watching it. I hate watching it. And I, I just, I, I just, I'm not going to take that that style of play over the Warriors. I'm not. I like Golden State. I like them in six. Would it shock me if it ended earlier than that? No. Golden State's that good. And I'm telling you, we can look at everything all year. And and yeah, I'll I'll still watch and I'm I'm excited to see how it all transpires. But the Golden State Warriors are going to win the title. They are. It's going to be the same as we thought at the beginning of the year. Golden State's going to win whether they play Boston or Cleveland in the finals. Golden State will win the title. And I'm just so surprised that so many people are falling for Houston. I really am. We've seen this story before. Nobody can challenge... The only team that has challenged the Cavs or has challenged the Warriors and beaten the Warriors over the past few years was the Cavaliers with LeBron James. And that was a weird situation. Draymond Green was suspended for Game 5. Cavs won Game 6. And Game 7, really, the Cavs had a real good game plan where they basically were going to defend 5-on-4 and they just let... Harrison Barnes Wide open for threes in the corner And he couldn't make anything Well you know what Harrison Barnes Is now Kevin Durant So you can't really do that anymore Nobody's beating the Golden State Warriors With Kevin Durant Ain't happened At least not this year Next year hey If the Sixers had LeBron The Sixers had Kawhi Maybe the Sixers can match up Boston gets Kyrie back Boston gets Gordon Hayward back Boston trades for Kawhi Maybe they have enough To challenge but not this year. Nobody's got enough to challenge them this year. So I'm taking the Warriors and six. I still think it's Warriors-Cavs as I picked before the season, as pretty much everybody picked before the season. But I'm interested to watch. I'm interested to see the Rockets. And hey, uh, they have a lot of doubters. I'm one of them. Prove me, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. I don't think they can. And now before we wrap up here, I want to address the big story Monday morning. Sports gambling. We'll do that in a second. So on Monday morning here, Supreme Court rules seven to two that the ban on sports betting is unconstitutional, which means this is going to be legalized. I didn't do a ton of research on this. I'm not going to lie. I didn't look up all the particulars of the situation, but just when you look at the fact that sports gambling is going to be legal and they're going to be able to monetize this long overdue. I mean, let's be honest about it. It's one of those things where... It's the same thing with with marijuana. And it's the same reason why marijuana is going to end up being legalized too. And why it should be. You can't stop it. It's very prevalent. A lot of people do it. That's it's a case, why not make some money off it? And that's exactly what's happened with gambling. Exactly what's going to happen with weed. Is... You need to monetize this stuff. And do I worry a little bit about it bleeding into you know, corruption amongst these leagues and not them necessarily fixing games, but want to keep scores more around the line. Yeah, it is a concern. I mean, once people in power start getting their hands on the money, they want more money. And a big way to do that is to potentially, you know, manipulate these things to, to make it more interesting and to fit, you know what what they want the outcome to be i would hope that they you know i don't think games are going to start being fixed i'm not overly concerned with that but yeah it's 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 going to be interesting to see how it's navigated it's going to be interesting to see how the money split up even though i bet they're going to just lie to us about where the money's going anyway but it makes sense for these leagues i got to say as as a businessman if you're in a position of power in the NBA, in the NFL, in, you know, baseball, whatever it is. It makes sense to make money off something people are doing anyway. And the fact that they haven't done this for a long time is, you know, missing out on, on a lot of financial opportunities. And I think the government just finally realizes this and realize, hey, it's going to be a source of income. Why are we... Banning this, you know, people are doing it because the point is people are doing it anyway. Whether you think it's right, whether you think it's wrong, that's not really the point. Things are doing, people are doing it anyway. So you might as well make a little profit. So I think it's a good thing overall. I think, you know, I'll tell you what, there are a lot of bookies who probably aren't happy right now because they're busy, the underground sports betting world is going to take a massive hit over this and that is going to be interesting to monitor but it just makes sense it just makes sense and it's long overdue and you know a place like Atlantic City now I you're just going to go down there and the sports book will be open and um that'll be a popular place down at those casinos and it'll be interesting to see how it all transpires but uh I think it's the right move Am I a little worried about corruption in sports? Yeah. And it's a legitimate concern, but this is long overdue, and it should have happened a while ago. And that'll do it. Trash Talk with TK. I am TK Tom Kelly. I'll be back on WIP this weekend, 2 to 6 a.m. Saturday into Sunday, um, Saturday night into Sunday morning. So if you like what you heard on the podcast, if you heard me on the air on WIP before, please tune in. Give me a call on saturday night we'll be uh checking in on the nba playoffs where where that is and the status of the conference final series and we'll uh, we'll have a ton of stuff to talk about everything that transpires in the next week so thanks for listening i'll talk to all you guys then see you later
0: <sighs> spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com